Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again as you expect. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. Where else would you want to be? I am here to do this show with me, as always, my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? <laughs> First of all, I don't know what to do because you know, I, you know, for me, it seems like the Steelers' last game was forever ago, having played on Thursday. Oh, I know. I'm like, we have to talk about a game that was. A, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember because I've tried to forget, but yeah, we will have to try to remember. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no breathing in the sweet smell. There's just mm-hmm. saying, uh, boy, that was a long time ago. Boy, that was a long so, time ago. Yeah, uh, you know what? Days. That's ex- that's exactly what Coach Tomlin said this. That, well, I was going to say this morning. It was at noon during yeah. his press conference today to start off. He's like, "Well, I'll start off with a recap of our last game." Although it seems like that was a really long time ago. Um, and I also like how he finished the press conference. He's like. Because someone's like, oh, you talked about getting rest for your veterans. What is there anything the extra time would, would do well for your young players? He's like, I don't know anybody that doesn't like a long weekend. There you <laughs> so, go. And, he, and he's right. I don't know anyone that doesn't like a long weekend. So uh yeah, they're 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 rested. Hopefully they're rested and ready to go. I guess we'll see. Well, um a, a few things here. Um it, it it's still so fresh. In, in my mind and everything, um, if you didn't catch the 
post-game, no-game show on Sunday with myself and Jeff Hartman and Brian Anthony Davis. It was actually nice for us to talk because we didn't get to we didn't do the the, the post-game show because uh the time that it finished, I was the, I was the only one, only East coast person willing to take one for the team and step in there. But that's beside the point. But uh, so, so we had a, a, a show where we talked about the game. Yeah. Where we talked about the game and everything, the three of us, but we, we brought it up in that show. If you haven't caught that show, make sure you go check, check out that show, especially for those of you here in the live chat. Um, because we, we did a little tribute to, um, uh, for Dennis Sheridan. If this is your first time listening, um, and haven't heard the news yet. Uh, I I had an email from Dennis's wife uh, that that he had passed away the previous Sunday. Um, if you don't remember the name, you I always knew it was Dennis because it was the old guy icon that showed up next to his name in his comments. And uh, he would email me about stuff, and he he would email me some pretty funny stuff too. Um, so if you haven't caught any caught, if you didn't catch that show, go back and, and check it out because we we did give a nice little tribute to Dennis. Rich, you were in the live chat during yep. that show. I wanted to give you an opportunity if there was anything you wanted to say here, real quick, before we hey, dive into just, the show some more. Um, trying to remember who it was. I think it might have been Marky D out there that had said, "Hey, I hope he he's up there, you know, with Art Seniors, yeah, smoking a smoking a big stogie, yeah." Um, <laughs> Yeah, going to miss him here. I'll tell you what, he was one of those folks that could just get me cracked up when I would glance over at the at the live chat. I'm going to miss that. So, yeah, um, yeah, yep. But, but that's all right. That just goes to show that you know, I'm when we look at the live chat, we see names that we're familiar with. We bring up scores, you know, at the end that this. You all are as much a part of this, even those of you listening and just in podcast form, you all are a part of this BTSC family. You're who makes it what it is. And uh, so when something happens like that, where we lose a member of our, of the family, you know, it's, 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 it is sad, but at the same time, we just wanted to make sure we gave that shout out to Dennis. So, um, With that, I guess it's time to move on, Rich. We're uh, it'll be interesting. There's something we want to share. We're just going to wait a little bit longer, you know. Make sure we have everyone with it yeah. with a chance to get in here. Um, just something else that we wanted to share. Since we since we shared the down news, we'll have to share the the up news. Uh, one of the things I, I said about I took one for the team, and I was on the post game show. Um, I did the post game show last week for a reason. That's when volunteering to be the East Coast representative. And that's because I knew I was going to miss the next one. I'm not going to be on the post game show this Sunday. So if you tune in for me, um, which I doubt it, you know, I'm not going to be there. If you, if you tune in despite of me, you're going to be happy. Um, although if you, if you tune in despite of me, I don't know why you're watching this show. I don't know. People love if, if you turn, People no, love it, it, That's why. If, if they so, tune in, if they tune in to troll you, yeah. sorry, there will be no trolling yes. Dave on Sunday. Yes. I, I'm going to the game. It was, it's interesting. I was not supposed to attend this game. I, I had someone else who was possibly interested in my tickets. They were a Titans fan. So I didn't know if I really wanted to do that. Um, they, they didn't get the friends and family price. That's for sure. Um, then when Brian Anthony Davis was looking to go to the Lions game, which was a game I was supposed to go to, I said, Oh, why don't you go to that game? Then I'll just wait and I'll go to the Titans game. Um, hoping to catch Kathy. <laughs> Kathy that's a good one. Um, 
So I did that, and I, I have another friend who's a Titans fan. He actually wrote some NFL news for the site for a little while. Um, and and he uh, he's like, oh, I'm like, I'm not taking a Titans fan with me. So I explained to him, I said, I haven't been to a game with my wife in several years, going with my wife. Well, you know, big bro was going to step up and watch the rest of the family for me so my wife and I could go to the game, only to find out that um, she's now – on call for work this weekend, unfortunately, because she's trying to take off the remainder of the year after that. So I had I had to call one big, I had to tap in big bro for something else. Rather than rather than taking care of my family, what's big bro doing? To go to the game. Big bro <laughs> sitting next to me. He's going to be in 122. It will be a sco bro show to show up and watch this game. I know there's some of you out there that'll be there. Tyler W just said that. It's not just going to be me. It's going to be Rich and I. We will be there. We are part of the 122 crew. We are in section one. Not just 122 crew in queue, because that's the other thing. We're in row queue. Right. Gotta throw that out there. So I have no problem saying where my seats are. 122 row queue, seats 16 and 17. That's where you and I will be on Sunday. Um, any idea how, how soon we'll, we'll get there? I mean, well, I like the it's gonna be cold. I think the high is supposed to be like 38 35. in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know? It was down today to like 35. Oh, was it? I checked yeah. it. I checked it. Oh, it was like seven o'clock yesterday. Yesterday it. was 38. Yeah. But I checked this afternoon, they're saying like 35. Ooh. I'm like, ooh, nice. That's after like 60 something on Saturday. So there they go. So here's another one. Aaron A Dub. He says he'll be there. I know nice. Tyler W says he'll be there. So hey, our goal, if we everything goes properly, make sure you follow me on Twitter, STLR yep. Superfan Dad. If you're listening in, in podcast form and you're going to be at the game, if you're here um, watching live on YouTube or Facebook, it's on the screen. Make sure you got me on Twitter. If something happens. I'll try to put it out on Twitter. Hey, I'm blah, 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 blah. You know, you never know if something happens. You hit bad traffic or things of that nature. But, I mean, hopefully we're going to be in stadium by noon, wouldn't you think, bro? Um, In the stadium by noon? We're going to be in there before that, probably. Well, I hope so. But I, that's why I'm – you know me. I give conservative estimates. <laughs> that's what I do. When I'm trying to give, you know, estimate numbers um, on, on our podcast platform and things like that, I I – I like to give conservative estimates. I, I forget my wife's not going to be with me, so it's not one of those deals where I have to say, "Oh, I'm I'm leaving it at 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 six thirty a.m." because I really want to leave at seven, but I have to tell her six thirty to leave at seven. It's not something like that. But uh, we should be up there, and hopefully in 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 be down in the section by one twenty two. Hit me up on Twitter if you're there and 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 looking for us. If I can get signal. Like some people that, we want to go live before the yep. game, and I'm like anyone who's going to be there. It's only going to be, you know, we only go live for a few minutes. Um, but if if we could have some of the of the BTSE family there, that would be fantastic. If 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 you all would be there, so just thought we get that announcement. Anything else you want to say about that, Rich? Yes, you and I have been to see the Titans at Heinz Field before. Yes, we have. The last time we were there was the infamous. Dilly dilly, dilly dilly game. It was the Thursday night dilly dilly game. We were there. One by the Steelers. Yep. Hey, we also had to do this. We the Steelers are in desperation mode. That's the the title of the show was the Steelers need to stay in desperation mode. And we're, we're gonna talk about what that means. It's time to pull out all the stops. I had to I had to go to the game with, with Rich. 
I needed you sitting in seat 16 while I'm in seat 17 because I'm always in 17. That's what I do. Because in that combination, the Steelers have always been victorious. Yes. Not only have they been victorious, they've won by a decent margin every time we've gone to a game together, haven't they? Um, well, no, the game two years ago when uh, against the Rams wasn't a huge that, that's true. That blowout. wasn't that wasn't a huge blowout. I've that for, almost forgot about that one. But the Atlanta game Atlanta. we went to was a blowout. The Titans game was a blowout. Mm-hmm. And what was then I think it was the Rams. Was or, yeah, that's either it. three. I don't know if it was three or four. I don't know if this is game four. No, this will be four, four because we didn't go last year, remember? That's correct. We did not go last year. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this one just popped up, and I had to say, it. Um, outside Steelers, it said, if we if we will, we need y'all to travel to Kansas City. <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if we can get this exact. I don't know if we can get section one twenty two row Q seat sixteen and seventeen um, in Arrowhead or not. But uh, no, that's 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 a good point. So I don't know, but if we win and y'all want us to go to Kansas City, there better be a lot of super chats this week. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so let's let's talk about some things here coming up with the Steelers. You know, we're going to keep our normal our, our normal um, schedule of the show. You know, we'll finish it up with uh, with with score predictions and things like that. And yep. we might talk. We're probably going to talk forward more than we normally do on this show. Yeah, why is that, Rich? Because we're closer, probably we're we're so far away from the last game. Because <laughs> that there's game was so forever many, ago. There's it was. been so many live podcasts since yeah. the last game that we don't want to hash it for too long. Yeah. Well, you haven't had a chance to really say your piece about the game. I mean, we talked on the phone, but really, this this past game, and let, we got to talk about it a little bit here. What what was your overall impressions? What where what were problems, things to build on, all those good things. Oh, uh, Let me just start out with just my reaction as all this is going on. This game is going on, and I'm sitting there at the end of the first half going, really? We beat Baltimore last week, mm-hmm. and we come out the first half this week, and this is what we get? That's what we um, get. And then, of course, the further it went into the second half, it was like, they're going to play, they're, they're going to go all Los Angeles Chargers against us and pull that stun again. And that's yeah. basically what ended up happening. Yeah. And I mean, but it was even longer. It, like I broke it down and I keep saying it. It was it was two thirds of sucking and one third of let's try to claw back in this. Cause I think the Steelers got the ball. I mean, it was and when I say thirds, that would mean, you know, through the first 10 minutes of the second half. So which makes 40 out of the 60 minutes. Uh, the Steelers got the ball with a little, with more, with about six. It was under oh, seven minutes left in the half. Really? I thought it was in the half. You mean in the quarter? In the third quarter, it was under. It, it was under seven. Uh, see, minutes. I thought it was over seven. I thought it was about. I thought it was around seven and a half. Oh my goodness! Now you're going to make me have to look this up. Yep. Exactly when they go, but they didn't score until there was less than five minutes left. Correct. Yeah. So we definitely know that one. That 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 was the thing. I can find the exact play the the exact time that the Steelers got the ball on their drive where they scored their first touchdown um in the third quarter they got the ball with six minutes and 15 seconds left in the game in the half or in the quarter what am I saying in the third quarter I don't know which one because what it was are right you after saying? it was right after a, a 25 yard field goal 
from from Minnesota. That was kicked with 618 left, or the or, or snapped with 618 left. And then uh this it was a it was a touchback at 615 where the Steelers, you know, took that first snap. So technically with 21 minutes and 15 seconds remaining. Yep. But go. if you think about it, they um you know, first it was an incomplete pass. Then it was um, an eight-yard run, um, third and two. Then it was a three-yard run. That was one where you know not Najee came through and, and you know two straight runs getting the getting the ten yards. What really kicked it off was with five minutes and eleven seconds left when they snapped the ball. Was the was the was the James Washington twenty-nine yard catch? Yeah, that's what kind of started it, which was. Basically, almost with exactly twenty minutes remaining. Do you know what I? Yeah, you know what I probably should have put it in the New York uh-huh. article. Okay, uh-huh. you know what my actual physical reaction was when that happened. I really, I out loud, I think I said one word. Uh-huh. Okay, when Washington catches, when they throw that ball deep to Washington, I said, "Finally, finally, finally." Yeah. That was what I said. Uh, although you were accused of falling asleep and Kyle wrote the article. Kyle was probably done. Kyle didn't watch, watch all that whole game. I know he had school Kyle the next day. Kyle didn't even watch the first half. Oh, yeah. He, just, he, didn't, he didn't even make yeah. it all the way through the first half because he, yeah. he had basketball practice going on, and they had a game. They had their first game of the season Friday. So yeah. he was wanting to make sure he got the bet. Oh, so. yeah. he. You have to be resp- – hey, if you're going to be an athlete – You've got to understand that sometimes your fandom like that has to take a back seat. So first so, game Friday. So Steelers good. Pittsburgh, no, Kyle did not write the, the knee jerk. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> <laughs> we might be calling on Kyle for some this weekend. That's so, correct. Um, here we go. Five dollars into the tip jar from Sean Manahan. Thank you, Sean. Um, I don't know if this is the first of many, but we'll we'll see how it goes this week. He says, um, as long as they beat the Titans, Clowns and Ratbirds, Cleveland goes two and two, since he goes two and two, Ratbirds go one and three, all very high probabilities we got the division. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We will. Yep. Because if you look at the matchups of the rest of the division, they're Everyone's like, oh, the Steelers has such a difficult schedule. So does everybody else. So does everybody else. So does everybody else. I, honestly, I think this week actually is the easiest matchups for for the AFC North outside of playing each other. Because let's see, Baltimore doesn't have they got to play Green Bay, but you're you know, hopefully Aaron, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers is okay for that game. You kind of want to see that. Okay, so you have that. Then you've got Cleveland taking on the Raiders who why couldn't they be like the, the the Steelers and Ravens having to play them early in the season when they were actually good before everything fell off with them. But then again, but, you've got how many of the Browns out on the, on, in the, on the reserve COVID-19 list. Eight went on the list today. Today. I mean, what's crazy is it was, what is it like? It's, it's a ton of players in the last few days. The only one from the Steelers so far was a practice squad player. So, knock on it make sure it's you know that's one thing that you definitely want to see going forward with the Steelers that the but that but you're like oh man what if Ben Roth I mean with those guys were just on it recently I, the odds of them going back um not so much so and then the the other somewhat favorable matchup is was it the Bengals played the Broncos yeah. you know other than that then you've got really tough matchups I know 
Um, we'll look at them here a little bit later. But okay. yeah, and there's so many teams, or so many teams, so many fans that are like, oh, the Steelers just need a better draft pick. I don't want them to win any more games. They're a game and a half out of the division, and the rest of the division has a has a killer schedule as well. What's going to happen, in my opinion, is one team is needs to get well, I say needs to. If one team in the north gets hot, yeah. then that's going to be who wins it. Yep. And they're going to have a great chance to win it all because you're going to be battle tested over those last four games. Um if it all ends up where everyone goes two and two and they're all separated by the same distance they are now, then I don't see the AFC North doing anything in the postseason. But if one of those teams with the with the tough schedule they have, you know, gets hot and pulls out some games, they'll be on a roll going to the postseason. And honestly, the Steelers are just as likely as anyone else. You know, the Browns are dealing with COVID issues, plus Baker Mayfield sucks. Um, the 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 Ravens are dealing with Lamar Jackson being you know, we, you don't know how long he's going to be out, if he's going to play this week or if he's going to be out for a while. They, they're they still, you know, keeping that close to the vest from everything I've seen. And then you just – you think the Steelers, you don't know what teams are going to show up and for them? The Bengals are the, the same Bengals way, are the man. same way. You know, if they played the Steelers every week, luckily, you know, luckily for us, they don't play the Steelers anymore this season because that seemed to be like the, the one time they'd show up and – play fantastic so that's just kind of how that all plays out so let's got another one here it's okay sean. Again. Um, sean again another two bucks he says hello we play to win the game i agree jeff hartman had a great did you read his letter to the editor on sunday uh it was no sunday. i did not it was on it's that's the thing sometimes when it's sunday and it's not a game day there's a lot of con- good content at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, gets kind of sometimes glossed over. But what he was saying is, you know, what we have to understand is it's all okay if we don't have the same opinions of what this team needs to be right now and moving forward. You know, there are people that just would rather see the Steelers get a better draft pick. You know, guess what? They're still Steelers fans, whether we agree with them or not. And then there's people that want them to go out and do all they can. Now I'm, I'm getting frustrated with the whole notion of, Oh, get, get a better draft pick. You know what? Where was Cam Hayward selected? Right. 31st. Where was TJ Watts selected? 20. So where was, where was DeCastro? He was in the twenties, you know, granted there's other ones that weren't as good there. What's the highest draft pick the Steelers have had in like 20 years, Devin Bush, whoever, who everyone wants to label a bust as he's still trying to, get back to normal, you know, well, which he very well could be, but he needs a little bit more time before you really want to throw some labels around like that. So um, a lot of people say, oh, oh, we don't tank. But anyway, we got, we got off subject with the super chats. Anything else from this game you want to say um, talking about the 40 minutes versus the last 20? Yeah, I really don't want to talk a whole lot more about the game because it was it was frustrating. The fun part in writing the knee-jerk reaction is you get to put some of those frustrations in writing and put it out there for everybody else to read. Yeah. And I was doing plenty of that in the first <laughs> half of that game. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was it was it was it was frustrating. I mean, <clears throat> it's I I think I say it to Michael Beck or I can't remember, it felt like the Minnesota Vikings must have lined up on offense with 
three yard splits between their offensive linemen because they didn't. But it just felt like as soon as the ball was snapped, the entire Steelers defense was stretched so far across the field that there was just five yard wide holes. It's I'm like it just seemed like there was just massive gaps the 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 whole way exactly where they wanted them to be. It was just who it was it was tough yeah. to have to watch that. That it's like my goodness, giving up that much on the ground and and like uh, Jeff Hartman said it perfectly. He's like you know the Vikings had one drive that was one play right after the Steelers scored because they got an interception. Just like, why in the world are they throwing the ball? I would not throw this ball again. How did the Steelers get two second half interceptions? Minnesota shouldn't have had to throw the ball. They should just hand it off every time. There wasn't going to be enough time to come back. There was no reason to throw the ball. So, yeah, crazy. I will say this. Yeah. The game on Thursday night – I have a fantasy team that that game probably, you know, locked me into a playoff spot in my in one of my fantasy leagues because oh. I had my two running backs were Najee and Dalvin Cook. I took gotcha. the gamble that Cook would play. He played. They were both huge. They they single handedly almost outscored the other team. So I was like, all right, well at least there's that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those games. I was so frustrated and indifferent that when the Steelers actually had a chance to tie that game and set it to overtime, I was like, I was not amped up like I was in the Ravens game at all. I was just there like, I half expected him to score that touchdown and miss the two point conversion. That's exactly what you I know, said. Kind of what I, I, which would have like, been, been covered, <laughs> which would have been, you know, yeah, nice, but. You know, there were some folks that were wanting to hate on Firemuth about not catching that ball no. in the end zone. You can't. The guy for the Vikings just made, you know, just got his hand in the perfect spot and knocked that ball loose. Um, you know, there are, t- you know, that guy was out there trying to do his job and and just happened to time it perfect and land it perfect and knock that ball away from Firemuth. Hey. Sometimes you got to just, you know, tip your hat to the guy and say, hey, nice play. Yeah. And it, the thing is, it's not like Fryermuth couldn't have still made that play. He would have had to make an even better play than what the defender made you know, as a play, which was phenomenal. Right. And even for all that to happen, it took the fantastic play of Ben Roethlisberger to get the ball there. I mean, that was Yeah, just... anybody that says Ben doesn't still have it, I just want you to, to look at that throw because – in my mind, there's a handful of guys in the NFL that can make that throw. Okay. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers can make that throw. Tom Brady could make that throw. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger shows he can still make that throw. Yeah. Where are you going after that? I mean, there's people that got strong arms, but the precision on that throw of where it had to go. And and not only that, to do it on the last play of the, I mean, it's not like you're fresh. You're worn down. You just played the whole game. When he threw the ball, okay, he threw the ball into the only window he was going to have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only tight window he's going to have. And he threw it 
long before the guy broke into it. The guy still had, you know, Muth still had two guys between him and 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 Ben. Yeah. When Ben threw the ball, Muth makes the break and is just able to get there. But then the guy makes the guy. Now, Sean Manahan, I'm going to tell you right now, I disagree. Pat Mahomes does not make that throw. Okay, Mahomes' arm is strong. I do not feel Mahomes' arm is that that accurate on timing that it takes and, and timing that it takes on that play. So Kyle and I debated that one for a while because yeah. Kyle and I sat around and talked because, about who could have made that throw then. And so. you're right; is you it wasn't just making it and not just throwing it. It was it was also releasing it at the exact perfect time for it to get through. Yeah, it was. It was. If you're a split second sooner or a split second later. No chance. There. The throw was made. Mm-hmm. You know, the ball was released exactly when it had to be, prior to the guy making his break <laughs> into the tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny, oh yeah, window that was going to be there. I mean, that was pretty. Yeah. That that was that was a pretty pass by Ben Roethlisberger. I, I, he, he showed yeah. basically to me that throw showed to me why he's still the starter for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think people were questioning Ben Roethlisberger. A lot of people were saying, like today, Coach Tomlin was asked about, like, could you go more hurry up or no huddle in the first half? It seems like that works well for you guys. Here's the, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. I know someone asked this much earlier about, you know, going no huddle and Ben calling the plays. Why does everyone assume that Ben calls the plays when it's no huddle? I don't know. That is an assumption that people – just like the same ridiculous assumption that if they're, that if a team has soft tissue injuries, then it's the problem with the strength and conditioning coach. Not – no, that there's nothing that says that those two things are related. Okay? Um, there just isn't. So to say that Ben Roethlisberger could be could he be calling his own plays? Sure, but as you know, as we keep pointing out, the offensive coordinator can speak to him through the speaker until there's 15 seconds left of the play clock. Until there's 15 seconds left. So even if Ben's not huddling and he's pointing people, it could be Matt Canada telling him where to set people. Okay, that's we don't know, and they're not saying. They're not, they're not really saying, right. you know what I'm saying? Maybe someday they will, but we don't know for sure. You know, it's probably, it's not, it's probably, not, a, co- it's probably a combination. More, yeah. And this was another question that was asked of James Washington yesterday about the number of audibles. They say that Ben hasn't audible nearly as much this year as he has in the past. But part of that, when coach Tom was asked about that today, they've got a lot of young players. I mean, my goodness, they got four rookies starting on offense. I mean, they're all really – I mean, then you got Trey Turner, who's, who's you know an NFL veteran but new to the Steelers. You've got a lot of new people. So, therefore, if you call an audible and one person on – you know, I mean, there's a chance the one person who doesn't get the right play doesn't affect the play if it's, oh, a wide receiver over here when you're doing something to the tight end over here. But, I mean, if one of the linemen or the – where it's supposed to go doesn't get what they're supposed to do. It's a wasted play. It's done. So there hasn't been as many audibles and I'm not saying, I'm not saying Ben doesn't, I'm not going to say Ben calls his own plays in no huddle, 
but I will say that he does have a little bit more influence on exactly how, how things are going. So if you want to say that, I will 100% agree with you. Just don't go so far to say that it's calling the plays and that all of a sudden it went from all Matt Canada to all Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't work that way. They're both still working together trying to figure it all out all the time. Now, why does the no huddle work so well for the Steelers? I think it's twofold. I want to answer this before we do go to the break, and I, then I want to know okay. your thoughts on it. Okay. One, sometimes the Steelers go hurry up just in a regular game because they have the right personnel on the field to do something to where the right defense is out, defensive personnel is out there, and they don't want to change it and give them a chance to, to switch up to try to catch them in something in order to do something. Sometimes they'll do that just a couple of times within a drive just to keep that up, not that they're necessarily going no huddle. So it's always an option to do that, okay? But you do that, you have tempo that you're, that's your friend, you're going up against the same package. You're not, wor- you're not having to read which package is out there. You, you know you have to read how they're aligned and what they're going to do, but you, you don't have to check the personnel because basically both teams have the same personnel out there as they go. That's to their advantage. But the other thing that people have to realize, you don't have the whole playbook when you go hurry up. You don't. Nope. It's, no. it's not there. There's only, there's only so much of it that you can do within a hurry up because one, you're stuck in, you're, you're stuck with the same personnel grouping. Um, and you just, and you just can't do it all. So there's pros and cons. But the other thing that I was going to say about that is by the time the Steelers are going, hurry up in a lot of these instances, look at how the defense has already changed their philosophy. They weren't coming after Ben in there. They were trying to, they were trying to not give up a, a, a quick score. Yep. That's what you know. So it also has to do with the with the defensive philosophy that's go they're going up against at that time where those are so successful. Would I still like to see them try some no huddle in the first half to switch it up and maybe see if they can they can catch lightning in a bottle? Absolutely. But it's not some magic end all be all thing. Rich, your thoughts. Um, yeah, to, to very much agree. Um you're you're also from the defense you're really not very often seeing a lot of blitzes then and things like that and you're keeping those defensive linemen on the field who are trying to get after the quarterback and so they're starting to tire out which is actually making it easier for the offensive line to block them you know there there's there's so many different variables that that change up when you do this but i also agree with the fact of what you're saying typically the defensive philosophy is different when you're up big and a team starts going no huddle. Yeah. I I also had another thought. Part of what I like with the no huddle and what might work, this might blow your mind people because it might be that, wow, Matt Canada might actually know a little bit what he's doing. You ready? It might be the combination of Ben Roethlisberger getting to the line with 30 seconds left, him diagnosing, and your offensive coordinator in the booth diagnosing defense for you at the same time and still talking to you can actually help devise a better game plan for that play. If he's still talking to him and and you're actually on the line getting ready to go, that means you have an extra set of eyes in the sky what a big advantage that is right there, just to have someone else that could keep talking to him. So, I um, mean, you know, I I don't think the mic cuts out. I, I Don't quote me for this for sure. I could find out that I'm wrong. But it's my understanding that the mic cuts out when it gets to um, 15 seconds of the play clock 
or when the ball is snapped, not when they're like ready for snap or something. So um, just something else to throw out there. Rich, we're going to roll to part two. We got to really get into this topic because it's a really good point about the Steelers being in desperation mode. We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but we're really going to nail that home. We'll talk about the upcoming matchup with the Titans. We'll talk a little bit more about us being at the game. And of course, we'll get everyone's score. So if you're in, if you're listening in audio form, Go ahead, click on over to part two. If you're here with us on YouTube or Facebook Live, we'll be back in just a few seconds. 